Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your ideas as we like, but only one will be given the opportunity to become the face of the North Korean World Cup bid in 2030. I'm Joel, a man who puts the human into let's host the World Cup in a country renowned for its human rights abuses. And across from me is John Harris, a man who has come down with a severe case of World Cup fever. I've just had to tear him away from the third hour of analysis of Poland nil, Mexico nil, just to do this podcast. Hi, John. Hello, mate. Um, You've never it... shown any interest in football before, but now that it's in a sort of corrupt golf state, you're all over it. It's <laughs> I'm football crazy, chocolate mad. I'm going to grab a power pod and play football with the lads. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I've got a, um, I think I've got a Chris Sutton power pod knocking around this flat somewhere. It's been, oh. it's probably, it's probably travelled with me to about seven different homes. They were, uh, they were sort of like a kinder surprise for football boys, and they just had like a big head version of. Can a you football still get them? Answer. I don't know, but they're they were great. I wasn't when you, even if you search football. power pods these days, you get Apple headphones. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to get something that like. You know, something for washing that kids are eating. <laughs> yeah. I probably did chew on a few power pods in my time. Do you know what? They've not they haven't got the resale value of, say, a Pokemon card. You can pick yeah. up you can pick up some of the biggest names in town for one pound seventeen. I can't look at this because I could quite I could build a <laughs> substantial power pods collection for fifty quid. And I, it's just really not something I need to be doing. Um, I love the idea. Get a little shelf going with all your faves on it. Oh can you fill for the next twenty minutes while I spend all of my money? <laughs> on a Louis Figo. Anyway, John, let's do some film ideas. No, You've got some film no, ideas. No, I've got some film ideas. No, oh no, we need to say no. We need, we to, need say. to acknowledge what happened, guys. We've been trying to record this podcast every week. <laughs> Last time, there was a time two weeks ago that the show didn't come out because John was really sick and I was. I don't know. I can be asked. Then that's <laughs> that's not <laughs> true. That's, no, it's not our true. lives were falling apart. I, I seem to remember yeah. in the conversation that we had the week after, we both acknowledged everything was going to shit a bit and we took a week off for, for our sanity. And then we sat down last week to record the podcast and we recorded a belter. It was great. It zipped along. It was, you know, it was a vintage, classic 442 Dream Factory podcasting. 
and went to save the old files afterwards. Had a quick look at the files because I'm recording in a different room and I wanted to quickly check the sound before sending to John. And it was I tell you what, the first 15 minutes sounded crisp as you like. And then after that, just like a constant sound played for the next 15 minutes, which I'm pretty sure I don't remember making. So I think it's like a mechanical fault. I Because you would have stopped me. Like after like three or four minutes, you'd have stopped me, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd let you go for a couple. You know, we're... We, I, we're sort of relatively experimental in the podcast world and so I'd let you give that a go for a bit before yeah. sort of reeling you in I was there was a part of me that was tempted to get the recording up to that point and then record myself going Joel Joel what's happening Joel oh my Joel. god <laughs> and then just like sort of end, like just end credits music and then we never appear again <laughs> yeah that, that's quite a good way to bow out maybe that's it so listen I forgot you ever heard that because you know, when we finally get sick of this podcast, we're going to do just that. So yeah, we're here now. We we're are recording here. I, a backup. I've got a um. Oh yeah, we have got a backup. So if this sounds bad, it's because we fucked up again. But this time, at least we've got a backup. If going. we if we fuck up again, John, we need to have a long hard think about <laughs> what we do professionally and as a hobby. <laughs> this is our jobs. This is both yeah. of our jobs is making sure podcasts happen. I'd like to do another in memoriam for ideas that were said between ourselves, but not to the the, the wider world. So cue the music. Men in Blackpool. Great. Homer Alone. Ugh. I was also thinking on Homer Alone, Home Alone, Homer takes some money out of the bank. That's probably the name Ugh. of the Simpsons episode, though, which in the chat we, that will never be heard, we actually discussed the fact that this Homer Alone is... This is like one of those is... rewatch podcasts now. <laughs> like You're talking about a podcast episode that you were in. This is Ma- like that Office Ladies one. But I, it's like someone listening to... A rewatch podcast of a show they've never seen. <laughs> the, well, what you're doing? Who who knows? For, who can be sure that we're not lying right now? And this is all a big <laughs> piece of art where we're pretending these ideas Shit. happened last week. Um, Pulp Fiction. So that was about uh, the lead singer of the band Pulp, Jarvis Cocker, making stuff up. The Bean Mile. Mister Bean <laughs> gets into war. From musk till dawn. We had a lovely oh. bit of social media chat that was relevant then. Not relevant now. Weird science, which is weird science, but with Weird Al Yankovic. That thing you do, they, where we had a wonderful cud- a chat about what celebrity we'd like to cuddle. When you hear these back, they are electric. <laughs> this is such a that's such a good week for ideas. Yeah, I'm so sorry. This is listener. really sad. So there you go. That's the in memoriam for the second episode that will never be heard outside of our Zoom call. But John, we go again. It's a new week. It's new ideas. Absolutely. What have you got for me? Uh, what about this? Well, right. First, this one's from Untold Snake. I just want to say it and then we're going to move on because it's a great pun, but we're absolutely not going to riff on it. The boy in the striped pajamas, as in the thing that you find in the sea. No. Yep. Good. Move on. This one's from Josh. Jeff on the Nile. The bananas in the striped pajamas. <laughs> Could that be it? <laughs> no. Still, it feels I, like a sequel to that sausage party film where just, they're trying to like really scrape the barrel for the most offensive food-based animation they can. <laughs> Jeff, this one's from Josh. Jeff on the Nile, Belgian sleuth, Hercule Poirot's Egyptian vacation aboard a glamorous river steamer turns into a terrifying search for a murderer when a picture-perfect couple's idyllic honeymoon is tragically cut short. The murderer is Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeff on the Nile. That's good. I was thinking Jeff on the Nile, Roger. Jeff on the Nile, Roger. Nile, Nile's funky, great soundtrack. Just a really funky Agatha Christie story. I could go for that. Definitely. I don't, do you know, I have no, I, 
Well, I have a vague idea, but I couldn't. You, I couldn't put money on when she lived, Agatha Christie. Um, I, I think she was fourteen twenty-six till. Yeah, well, see that—that's where I, I could... early, early, early to mid twentieth. It's got to be early to mid twentieth, right? You'd think. So, did she experience the seventies? Is the question that I need to know. Is this going to be like that Picasso thing where he's he lived way long, like way till like nineteen seventy-three, and it seems weird. She died in nineteen seventy-six. Oh. Born eighteen ninety in Torquay. So no. she had six. She had a good six years at the end of her life in the swinging seventies. So the, the Nile Rogers. Agatha Christie crossover, not impossible. Absolutely not at all. Uh, and, you know, nobody knows how Agatha Christie died. Was it the funk? Was the it funk was probably sweet, too sweet... much for her old, old bones. Um, Guitar licks. On the subject of Jeff's on the Nile, fair play. He's gone with a, you know, a man that's associated with death. So fair enough. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. could have had Bezos. Yep. Bridges. Good. Goldblum. In, uh, you need Bridges to get over the River Nile. Uh, yeah. Buckley, <laughs> uh, I think Goldblum is. I'm surprised he hasn't been in a murder mystery, or has he? Yeah, like, f- like a he could be both Poirot, the villain, or like a curious red herring character. I, right, I, I could see him in all three of those. I could actually see him doing like an Eddie Murphy, Jim Carrey, where he is all three of those. <laughs> That's the ultimate movie, right? It's an Eddie Murphy murder mystery where he plays every single character <laughs> involved in the murder. Wait, Eddie Murphy or Jeff Bridge, uh, Jeff Goldblum? Uh, I, uh, well, we've never actually seen Goldblum do the multiple character thing, I don't think. So it's got no. to be Jim Carrey or Eddie Murphy. They play every single character in a murder mystery, including the victim and the murderer. And maybe it's revealed at the end. They're just like in an asylum. Hmm. I'd watch a 90-minute Jim Carrey investigates uh, the murder of Jim Carrey by Jim Carrey. I like the idea that you sort of, you know, you see a shadowy figure, you see them coming towards a man that turns around it's Jim Carrey like you've gone into the cinema no idea what this film is right oh, turn yes, around it's Jim Carrey talking. they go oh my god they got Jim Carrey in for a cameo to die at the beginning and then the next morning the invest- stood over his body <laughs> yeah the investigator walks in <laughs> and it's Jim Carrey you're like what is happening one of you in this room is the murderer <laughs> and it's just Jim Carrey 20 times yeah that's it that's a good idea it's a wonderful idea Joel I thanks watch man it. Speaking of wonderful ideas, how about this one from Martin? Spice World is not enough. A feisty girl bound is tasked with protecting an oil baron's daughter. Is that the plot for The World is Not Enough? I've seen The World is Not Enough, but I don't know about the... James Bond, is he playing like... He's trying to save the daughter of an oil baron. Is that right? Doesn't feel... No. Which one is The James, World is uh, Not Enough? I tell, yeah, I tell, you what, I tell you what's happened here. Martin has done exactly what I've done on Google. And the one short paragraph on uh, Google says, James Bond is entrusted with the responsibility of protecting the daughter of an oil tycoon. <laughs> there we go. I can, I, can see, I can see Martin's working. He's thought of that pun. And he's gone, oh, what is The World is Not Enough actually about? Google it, bang, copy, paste, send it to the lad. See you later. Martin. I'm going to go and eat some chips. Let us know if that's exactly what you've done. And Martin, that's more prep than I usually do. So hats off to you. I'm not criticising. Very true. Um, so the Spice Girls have to protect the daughter of an oil tycoon. I would imagine, hmm, who would make the best secret spy? You have In, to assume Sporty Spice. Because she's got the sort of athleticism to sort of sneak about. You need the athleticism. But then also Posh Spice wears a lot of black. Very kind of cat burglar vibes from Posh Spice. It's not going to be scary. It's not going to be ginger. It's not going to be baby. I think you're right. Scary and ginger, too loud. That's their brand. Baby, too amateur. It's a stupid baby. <laughs> That's right, isn't it? It was a baby. And I don't really know much about Spice Girls, but yeah. it was just a baby. Yeah, pretty much. I think if you 
If you see Emma Bunton on the street nowadays, you can point her and go, stupid baby. <laughs> she sort of accepts She loves that. it. Yeah. She walked so that S Club Juniors could run. S Club Juniors? There's sort of like a campy Britishness to Spice Girls that there also is to Bond. So I, I sort of, I can sort of see that working. You know, it's a bit Charlie's Angels. It's a bit yeah, Austin yeah. Powers. Yeah. It's not bad at all. I j- I'm sure it's more complicated than the single paragraph that you and Martin have found on the internet, but I'm struggling to sort of sympathize with this person in distress who's an oil tycoon's daughter, but maybe she's anti the oil tycoon stuff and that's why she needs protecting. Bang right. And who would be the villain? Who's the- Who is Spice Girl's nemesis? Was who it was Take it- That? Mm, no, I think they were around the same time as Five, weren't they? Oh, Five. Okay, that's nice. I don't mind that. Abs from Five is the villain. Yeah, Abs from Five is the villain. Perfect. She seems like a perfect opportunity to remind everyone that he accidentally ran himself over because he ate too many jacket potatoes. Yeah, I I can never remember if it was three or four because to me, three sounds reasonable and I think I could function, but four (laughs) does seem insane. Don't you think? How many jacket potatoes could you eat and then drive a car? (laughs) Well, I'm not really a big driver anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's the most important point. <laughs> I would say oh, so yeah, what's four on seems a lot. Mm. Well, that's it. If we're getting, if we're having no sort of condiment or sort of you know, that's worse, on top, isn't it? Maybe yeah, you're right. It'll feel more like a slog. I think three with beans. Three with beans. I could do. I think like I think that's a ten and a half of beans, and three jackets. And I think if we ever do another live show again. <laughs> There's your first half. That's the and the second act. half is just me being sick on the stage. <laughs> it's Joel searching for the nearest vehicle to run himself yeah. over with. <laughs> I can still do it. <laughs> I'm four jackets in. I'm better than abs. That's a great idea for a live show. First half, it's a small, intimate venue. 16 people. Oh, yeah. First half, they sit and watch me eat five jacket potatoes. Interval. Second half, we all get in a minibus driven by me. <laughs> That's a, that is good, uh, isn't it? You said, we're, you said we play with the form, the podcast form, by not recording things, but we also play with the live show form by <laughs> sort of kidnapping our listeners. Would you also, in, a previous, in a previous live, John, a part of the live show we did was me eating loads of crunchies. This isn't outside the realms of possibility. This is just an evolution. Do you have any remembrance of the I've got no idea why I did it. No idea why I did it. Because it was, we must have... It was pre-planned. So I think there was, right, so this was for a film called Jurassic Shark. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. Oh, well, there was a particularly long Stretch, scene. yeah. And did maybe a review on IMDb say that they could eat, it was so yeah. long that they could eat a bunch of crunchies whilst it was happening. Yes, so we I think that's it. right. We tested it. We tried to do it. I made myself feel quite ill. Yeah. So, like, I'll put my body to the limits. And listener, bloody form. he dressed, Joel dressed up as a shark at the end of the show. That, oh, that's shark. the kind of stuff that we were doing in our, our younger days. And because we're idiots, there sort of aren't any photos or any footage of that at all. Never happened. It's just a distant memory. Or audio. I think the audio is somewhere. Anyway, what are we doing here? <laughs> the audio, look, if you want it, the audio of me eating five crunchies is out there. John, have you got a film idea for me? This one, wait, no, you've just said one from Martin. I can't. Yeah. I can't give you one from Martin. You've got one from Martin. You'd never go double Martin, John. That's rule number one. <laughs> what about this one from Mike? Her too. After the initial honeymoon period of dating the AI, the relationship <laughs> depends into the guy only asking her what the weather will be like, reminding him when to turn the oven off and 
to asking her to make occasional animal noises. Meanwhile, she pretends not to un- understand anything he says. That's really good. That's really, really, really good. I, I worry about my relationship with my smart speaker. I say thank you. Always say thank you. Always say even when she hasn't really understood the command. <laughs> it's just ready for the which robot makes me uprising. look thick. So I'm so I'm so ready for the robot uprising. <laughs> but I, I absolutely love her. I haven't watched that film in a long time, but I remember really, really, really enjoying it. Whacking Phoenix falls in love with a AI voice of Scarlett Johansson. I think yes, um, it's really phenomenal. But I do like the idea that they would kind of grow bored of each other, and he would just treat her like any old Alexa. <laughs> It's quite funny, isn't it? It's and about, that, like the gradual, the gradual breakdown of that would be good to see. Are you and then, lo- you know, ultimately he would bring, maybe he would bring a woman home, and he'd ask Alexa to play a romantic playlist, and well, she would, she- and like there'd be japes. She'd play like some heavy metal or something. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, She'd get the timers all wrong. He'd keep burning his dinner. I see, I see some scope in this. I like it. How far does she go? Does she sort of? She kills him, John. She kills him. <laughs> she, just, she, dis- she disables the carbon monoxide alarms in the house and he dies. It's really Good. sad. Good. A Joaquin would do a wonderful performance of man sort of being driven man to the brink. Man choking. <laughs> yeah, being slowly poisoned by an AI voice. You could do I, some I, good I, gaslighting as well, couldn't you? I guess the big plot hole is why doesn't he just unplug her the second he falls out of love with her? Mm. But it could be a bit like 2001, right? I'm afraid I can't do that. Yes. Very good. She somehow makes it un- un- impossible for her to... Have we done Shallow How? Ooh. Because <clears throat> that's We've good. We've done a lot of episodes. Listener, so... listener, you didn't hear that? Yeah. Shallow How. There we go. And listener, if we have done it before, you did hear that and let us know. Shallow Halloween? Shallow How Grave? Sh- I mean, come on. This is just... This is what it's like, listener. This is a glimpse behind the scene of me one minute before we record just saying words. John's like, you ready? And I say, yeah, I'm ready. And in the time it takes him to join the Zoom, that's what my brain's doing. It's like a pinball machine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. How about this one from Beck? Friend of the show, Beck. Beck says, look, 
You guys have produced a huge string of successful movie franchises by now. Thank you very much. Beck, not for us to say, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> Isn't it time to break into the world of high-budget, binge-worthy television? When you're ready, I suggest I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yep. I'm on board. Like, it's eight cats in the jungle. But the thing about... Mm, here's two, prob- two big problems I see, John. Yep. Big problem number one. Cats are incredibly agile, and a lot of those challenges require agility and getting into small spaces. Number mm. two, a lot of cats will eat anything. Oh, yeah, very good point, isn't that? That's, that's... Although, no, what it, but some cats are really fussy, aren't they? You hear tales of cats that will only eat wet food, not dry food. Their owners constantly buying more and more expensive food. So maybe it's eight very privileged posh cats that go to the jungle. Firstly, Beck, thank you for suggesting we branch into the world of television. I would... I would I would encourage any listeners to feel free to sort of send I'm us TV, TV ideas. ideas. Yeah, absolutely. So Beck, yeah, Beck might have completely changed the show forever there. Absolutely, yeah. T- send us video game ideas as well. I don't... Look. Yeah, we're, book ideas. We're ready to sort of redefine the entire multimedia industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So sort of coming off the idea of so I'm a celebrity, get me out of it. My thought was famous cats. So I've got some famous yeah. cats for you, Joel. Um, and I want you to sort of let me know how you think they'd do. Okay. Fictional and real. Yep. Grumpy cat. Grumpy cat. Grumpy cat's going to refuse every challenge. Unpopular in the camp. Unpopular with the viewers at home. That's a week one exit for Grumpy cat, I'm afraid. Tom from Tom and Jerry. Oh, Tom from Tom and Jerry. Quite a chaotic yeah. presence in the camp, which I think that I think the viewers are going to love at home. I'm saying Tom goes pretty deep, but not finalist material. I think Tom will get voted for a lot of the challenges as well. Tom's and Tom because of that, Tom's going to develop a great rapport with Ant and Deck. <laughs> Are they also cats in this? Um, yes, but they're like the cats from Cats. So it's still Ant and Deck. <laughs> yeah, but they're just sort of. They've seen oh, this the is horrifying. And, and they do have buttholes. Good. That was my next question. Uh, who else have you got for me? Garfield. Oh, very we- similar to Grumpy Cat. Going to be very, very, very similar lack of lasagna. Cat. Yeah, but if one of the treats was lasagna, I feel like Garfield would would climb any mountain to get it. So I would be interested in seeing that. But again, not a worthy winner. Puss in Boots. Winner. Hands oh. down. Would, would charm the camp, would charm the public. Yeah. Puss in Boots is your winner, I think. I assume we're talking about the Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Of course I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheshire Cat. A bit Russ. scary. Yeah. Especially at night time. No. Voted off pretty early on. Sylvester. I'd, is that is that a Looney Tunes? That's a Looney Tunes cat. You've obviously Googled like top 10 most famous cats or something. Sylvester. Yeah, I don't know much about Sylvester, but you know, like middle middle of the pack, inoffensive. Uh, I think I might have your runner up here, Top Cat. Oh, yeah. Would only finish runner up because it's a little bit sneaky. <laughs> like Top Cat would betray the other campmates for a treat, I think. Yeah. Uh, Whereas like I think that f- Puss in Boots would, like, would, would prefer to be the hero. But I can see Top Cat being a bit snide. Big time. And finally, Cat from the bin that the lady put the cat in. Huge sympathy vote. I think it's the third finalist. But ultimately, after telling that story 10 times, the public will begin to lose interest. (laughs) And there we go. And that's uh, I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here. That was good fun. So yeah, please do send in TV suggestions. John, should we have one more before we do our ones more? Please. Have you got one? I've got one here from Scroobius Pip, a friend of the show. One night in Harris. Now, it makes me feel quite upset. I don't <laughs> uh, know what it is. I mean... Is it, I is it your sex tape? 
Or do I shrink down to a molecular level and spend a day in your body like a little ant man? Well, I I like that. John, I'm allowed to visit three parts of your body as a tiny little ant man (laughs) and survey them. Which ones would you choose? Appendix. You want to to know what's going on in the appendix because no one really knows. Um, Are you worried about your sense of hearing, smell, taste? Currently, I've got a bit of an ear infection, so I can't hear. I'm straight in there. Number two, I'm in the ears. I'm, I'm in the ears with a little shovel clearing out that wax. Uh, and, then and last but not least, finally, just see how the ticker's doing. That'd be nice. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'll count. I'll count the beats. I'll check it's in good shape. There you go. That could be the movie. It's just me hanging out, and then we would both do the director's commentary on the movie. That would be fun. Definitely with Scroobius Pip as well as as the sort of visionary behind it. <laughs> Pip's along for the ride. I would like to know which areas of Pip's body he'd like me to visit. <laughs> while I, look, while I'm that size, <laughs> cue up. You know? Listeners, let us know. Listeners, where would you like me to go and have a little prod around? <laughs> Check it's all okay. Joel's got the shrinking potion for the day. You might as well it, line up. Exactly. <laughs> this would be a this would be a really high value tier on Patreon if we ever uh, <laughs> did that. If, if I could offer the opportunity to shrink to the molecular level and have a little prod around listeners' bodies, lovely God. stuff. Right, lovely stuff. How about this as an idea? You give me your idea. <laughs> okay. Does that mean you're still thinking of one? No, no, I've got one. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, Greg Wallace and Gromit. Perfect. That is perfect. Is he just sampling different cheeses or is he going to a cheese factory? Well, yeah, because that's What's so the story right. here? I, for anyone who doesn't know, Greg Wallace is sort of, he was like a market trader and then he's become a TV personality and he's one of the judges on MasterChef. But sort of the thing that, brings a lot of if you're outside of the uk that's a pretty standard career path here (laughs) you'll get you'll get that sort of a careers advice when you're about to leave school one of the things that brings us the most joy is uh his show inside the factory where every week it's the exact same format he goes into a factory and the (laughs) amount of stuff they make blows his mind he's constantly amazed by the volume of stuff going out of a factory it it is incredible this is a man that knows about grocers and supermarkets like there are there are like, for example, there are so many penguin chocolate bars in your average Morrison's. There are so many Morrison's and they are one of many supermarkets. But Greg goes into the factory where they make penguin chocolate bars. And the fact that it's not just some little old lady sandwiching two chocolate biscuits <laughs> together and then wrapping it up by hand just destroys his brain every single time. How many an hour? Yeah. How so many an hour? It's always, so you're telling me they make 7,000 <laughs> biscuits an hour? Yes, Greg. You've been doing this show for five years. You've done biscuits twice before. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so with that in mind, I think there's some sort of thing, you know, there's some sort of line between the sort of inventiveness of Wallace and, and Greg Wallace, I think. But his sort of mind yeah. is blown every morning by his own inventions. You're I'm telling so me that. this gets me dressed and makes me breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, John. You've done really well. Hey, here's my one. Charlie and the Football Factory. <laughs> Eight of England's finest football hooligans find a golden ticket at the bottom of a pint of Stella. You've got Danny Dyer in the Willy Wonka character. There you go. Perfect. They all have to fight it out in a series of bizarre football-themed rooms to become the next head of the firm, head of the factory. Something like that. Is Are there like celebrity hooligans? Is that a really mad thing to ask? Yeah, there are like famous... There'll be famous football hooligans, you know, have written books about their time as a hooligan or whatever and people that led football ultras and stuff yeah have, have you have you ever like crossed paths with any in your your in my day-to-day fo- life 
No, John, you might be surprised to learn that my going to football doesn't, there isn't much crossover with the, the hooliganism, hooliganism of football. Um, hey, John. Yes. Some really good stuff in there. I'm going to need you to pick your favourite from the list because we've we've got to wrap up because the man with the big, big shrink ray is going to come in and my voice will sound ridiculous <laughs> on the microphone once I'm that small. I'm going to pick the thing that you do, babe, from the week that never happened. There you go. Whoa, that's too meta. That's fucked me up. Right, we're going. Well done, John. Well done, Joe. We did it. I, we did it. I, to add insult to injury, I had Wi-Fi issues as this was starting, and we're recording yeah. the latest we've ever recorded. This is genuinely oh, past my bedtime right now. I fell asleep three... John would have edited it out, but I fell asleep three times <laughs> during the recording. It's quite hard waking someone up over Zoom, but I managed. Yeah. Sufficient he screaming managed. got me there he in the end. found a way. Hey, John, have you got anything to tell me? No. I've got nothing for you. All I've done is watch football. That's all I've done. That's all I am for the next month. So if you but want any recommendations, fun. there's football. There's been some good matches. There's a constant overarching Weirdness. feeling that it's all horrible and shouldn't be happening. Um, and if you go and listen to the Guardian Football Weekly, we've done lots of great coverage on that, which I'm not going to repeat now because that would be insane. Um, but it's a strange time. It's a weird, I think a lot of people are feeling a conflicted kind of thing about the football. Specifically about it being a weird time, is it odd to know that it's like one month till Christmas and you're watching the yeah, World Cup? Yeah, it's madness. Cup? It's so strange. None of it really feels real. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Because you normally get like this month of getting excited for the World Cup. The season's over. There's all the build-up. There was like six days between the Premier League and the World Cup. It's just stupid. It's completely stupid, John. There we go. But I'm starting to get excited for the for the big day, the World Cup. For, no, um, for, for Christmas. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you myself get excited. Yeah. You're feeling it? I, you know, people are like, oh, it's not classy to sort of get into the Christmas spirit before December. But if it makes you happy. It's been a tough year, John. I say people should be getting into the Christmas spirit wherever they can, whenever they can. I'm just going nice. to just have a perpetual Christmas tree up forever. I haven't heard any IRL Christmas music yet. That's normally what gets me in. Maybe I need to go to local Debenhams or something. You haven't, yeah, you haven't been in enough supermarches, mate. No. Are they playing? Are they pumping it out? I when I used to work in Next in retail, it was it was November the sixth. It was the day after bonfire night. Wow! The yeah, CDs we used changed. to get it on. Curry's had it on pretty early, probably about the same sort of time. Maybe the danger is now, John, that I'm just going to these places. Self service checkout and headphones mean that I'm hearing so much less of the in store co op radio station than I used to. You're completely right. That's a really good point. I, it gets to the point where if my headphones are out of battery or I've forgotten them, you just I, scream. I feel until, until it's <laughs> over. I feel weird sort of hearing the real world yeah, when I'm by too. myself. In the summer, I was thinking, I basically, for about three months, I didn't leave the house unless I had noise-canceling headphones and sunglasses on. Like, I was experiencing the world <laughs> in, like, this completely dulled, numb way. It's strange, You could have been right? in VR, yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, what is what is the London I'm experiencing versus the real one? I don't want to find out. What is anything? And that is a wonderfully weird way for us to call it a night, Joe. Good night, well listener. Well done, everyone. We will be here next week. Come hell or high water. We love you. Good night. Bye. Well done, John. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.